Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. This episode is also sponsored by the Scandinavian furniture company Produkta. This episode is also sponsored by the Norwegian accountancy system TripleDex. This episode is sponsored by a fantastic shoe brand for empowering women, Rockamore Shoes. And in this episode, we will talk business with Siri Abrahamsen. She is a social entrepreneur, empathy trainer and professional speaker with over a decade of experience in the education sector and work life. She's the founder of World of Empathy, or as we call it here in Norway, Gleading. A company that offers digital platforms, storytelling, trainings, and community building to help people find more resilience, belonging, and joy. She's also the author of four best-selling books and the host of two podcasts on empathy and human skills. Siri, she's been nominated for several awards, including Young Leader of the Year, Social Entrepreneur of the Year, and also Best Speaker. She holds two bachelor degrees in leadership and management, actually from BI, the same school that I was educated from as well, in and also inter intercultural communication and religion. She lives in both in Norway uh, and she's from Sunnes and also a little bit in London in the UK. So now, Siri, I'm curious about your founder journey and why you became so passionate about this specific topic within mm -hmm you know, children and children's education and caregiving. And I also want to know, how do you win all these prizes? How do you become a good public speaker? And in general, how to stay sane and confident in your busy schedule as a founder? Welcome to Business Talk, Siri. Thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> Thank you, Henrietta. Yeah, there's a lot to take from here. I, I was trying to think about what should the topic for this conversa uh, conversation be? Because there's so much to tap into. Of course, I want to know more about you. But also I was thinking, how can we focus more on, about your advice, how to become a better public speaker and also talk about your passion? So start with you as a person. What made you the person you are today? Oh, the biggest question in the world. <laughs> uh, for everyone, not just me. I mean, there's so many things, but... I believe my um, I have a curiosity that is quite enormous curiosity about just how we are as human beings, but also about the world. I'm I love to ask questions, and I think I started observing people at a very young age. I was like into why are these people friends, but they are excluding this one. Why are we doing it the way we're doing it? And, and also like, why is education the way it is? What do we have to learn to become good human beings? Like I'm very much into the big thoughts and big questions. So I guess I'm a bit of a philosopher really. Mm -hmm. And um, I never found my place at school. I didn't really connect with people my age. And I felt that I didn't really belong here. So it was always quite, difficult for me to feel kind of normal um 
And I guess it's this rigidity and fitting into something that has never worked for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I always like to be a rebel and challenge things, not like in an annoying way, but I don't like to believe that things have to be in a certain way. If it doesn't work out well, we will have to change it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of describes a bit of who I am as a person. Um, I also see children as the most interesting humans there are. Uh, their natural way of expressing themselves, of jumping around, their enthusiasm. I just, I just love children. I think they're so authentic. They're, they're just great, really. Yeah. yeah. We should all actually have, I feel like we all people also have that inner child in themselves, but there's, when you're grown up and you have a lot of responsibilities, it's kind of hard to let that inner child come out. Do you feel like you already have this in yourself when you're running your company? Well, uh, I'm practicing on doing more like playful time. Even this morning with my youngest son, we we uh, he was DJ and we were dancing a bit before he went to school this morning. And I and I think it's about taking the opportunities we have in our everyday lives to take those moments and just chill out a bit and and you know stop and reflect and just just have a timeout where you're being playful or where you notice something in nature or you know just feel that you're breathing um i found it very interesting that uh, there's a book called the lonely century by narina hertz um it it says something about the speed of walking that we have increased that by i think around 20 percent the last uh, 20 years and also that we are connected to airpods or we have headsets on and we're on our screens and 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 this that we're never uh, productive enough we're always supposed to be more efficient more efficient more efficient and it's not working out for us really so i'm thinking the finding a more kind of high impact but still kind of slow living that mm -hmm. will be the perfect mix uh for me it's not something i'm good at i'm every time i travel i'm always in competition with the other people about who's <laughs> who's the first out of the airport you know I'm, I'm always like running around but i'm i'm this playfulness that the children have naturally um i think that's something that we could benefit from also from building businesses building impact uh being creative we have a lot to learn from the children a hundred percent i completely agree and okay so before we go further with the conversation i'm gonna talk a bit about my sponsor i am a proud ambassador and also user of their products this is rockamore shoes i really really love their shoes they are the most comfortable high-heeled shoes you can probably ever find so they have stores both in Oslo, in Prinsensgate 12, and also in Copenhagen and several other several other places in, in Denmark. But the good thing about Rockamore and also why I wanted to have them as my sponsor of this podcast and promote them uh, to you guys is because they have a strong vision. They really believe that women should be able to stand strong in themselves. And they also preach that 
people that are maybe weird or different than people that deserve to have their voice heard should also be promoted. So I really think that vision is so strong. And also if you are thinking about building your own business, I think it's important to think about what is your identity? What do you really want to stand for and talk about? So you should definitely check out their website, their shoes and their Instagram, Rockamore Shoes, to figure out more about who they're supporting and what they're standing for. I think they are great. Maybe that's why you started World of Empathy or Gleding. Tell us first about the name Gleding. It's like Glede in Norwegian. You know, it's like yes. happiness, joyfulness. And yeah, uh, or you can even say I'm glad, right? In English. Yeah. So it's it's actually coming from the question, what's the opposite of bullying? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of anti-bullying still out there. And I don't like anti-movements that much. I like pro-movements. I want to I want to show what I'm for and what I want to build in the world. And we know that words gives us associations and it gives us the metaphors and pictures in our minds. So, so it was actually from um, uh, a dinner with my children where I asked them that question, what's the opposite of bullying? And after having some reflections, my oldest son, then he was nine, he said, ah, but then we can ask people if they are uh, doing gleding instead of bullying. And I Aww. thought, you know, that's such a nice word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that word. <laughs> so now this, since 2015, this has now become a nonprofit organization where you work with all this, okay, now I'm saying it, anti-bullying uh, things to make more people like happy. And so tell us, what, what do you do with your company today? Like, has it, changed from 2015 uh, yeah. now and yeah tell us yes. about the journey i mean there's been so many processes it's uh, uh and this morning i was also thinking about all the things i've learned all the mistakes i've done and i also right now i'm i'm going to tell you about it but it's super exciting yeah. but i was thinking could i have made like a shortcut to here and i thought that wouldn't be possible you know and the steps, and I, I almost, you know, I feel moved by it because it's so amazing to be a part of this journey and to kind of reflect on the steps. And I mean, this started as a children's book. I, I've been a public speaker uh, for longer than the mm -hmm. getting word. I, I started my own company when I was 29. Um, so that's nine years ago. And uh, I was a public speaker and I worked a lot on values and companies and organizational um, development. And then this gliding word came to life. And I remember reading the book called um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is yeah. great for creative work. Yeah. And I was lucky to get this gliding word around my dinner table. And then I just took that and I created the first children's book. I, I made uh, several children's books and they became really bestsellers uh, with zero in marketing. And I didn't have a publisher and I didn't even try to get a publisher. I just thought, you know, I'm going to be a publisher as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then we, <laughs> we were lucky to get 4.5 million milk bottles with the message on, right? 
about kledding, which is like insane. Okay, I'm taking a quick break here because the next one minute is going to be an ad in Norwegian. Ja, då vill jag stolt snack om min nya sponsor, nämligen Ajod produkter. Ajod produkter, det är er ett imponerande sällskap som har i all sin drift varit familjeägd. Och det står det stor respekt i. De har byggt sig upp sedan 70-talet och nu är er de i 19 land. Ajod produkter säljer allt från kontormöbler, butikmöbler, inredning till konferenser, garderoba och till och med möbler till skolan. De har faktiskt allt vad du kan tänka till kontoret. Och många tror att Ajod produkter producerar vara utanför Europa, men det här stämmer faktiskt inte. De har många vara producerat i Europa i hög kvalitet och mye är er också egenproducerat. Hos Ajod produkter så får man mycket för pengarna. Prisen, dem är er förnuftig, så hvis du är er på utsikt efter nya kontormöbler eller bara en enkel uppbevaringsbox, ett skap eller häve senkebord till hemkontoret, så lovar jag det. Ajod produkter, de har så mycket på hemsidan deras. Så det är er bara att gå in och checka ut vad de har. Jag har lagt till en länk till hemsidan deras här i beskrivelsen och du De leverer faktisk til hele Norge. <laughs> uh, but I've tried, you know, I've hired a lot of people, I've fired a lot of people, I had to let people go. Yeah. During the pandemic, of course, it was incredibly difficult uh, revenue-wise. I've never had any financial support. I've I've made all the money from my own talks, and I've used that money to build different concepts. Mm. So that's how I've been funding this, and that's been quite draining because that requires a lot of traveling from my side. And mm. I think after like just a few years ago, or even a year ago, I thought, you know, this is not sustainable for me. I have to find a way for this model to work better also for my quality of life yeah um so and i also thought you know it's i need much more money than what i'm able to generate from my talks to create something that can really make an impact on the Mm. world Mm. Uh, so that's when i decided to kind of go from having one company with everything in it and i've divided them into two so i have uh, empathy works is the name of my more like consultancy freelancing my speaker company and then i have uh, the nonprofit, which is world of empathy might change the name there but um yeah so i've learned um that it's I would say the most difficult thing is not having ideas or putting things out there. The most yeah. difficult thing is to find the right team. Ah, yeah. yeah. So you kind of, I can really recognize the things that you get a new idea and you want to do it and you just put it out in the world. Yes. That is the real, the true entrepreneurial spirit. You have an idea and you put it into the world. You start it. Yeah. But actually to be able to finish that and make impact with that idea you need the right team and that's the hard part right especially scaling it right the scaling part yeah also add one thing and ask you about because i have a sponsor that is triple text um that is my accountancy system and then i wanted to ask you do you use triple text or how do you handle your economics and accounting i use triple text you do yeah what do you think about it 
Ah, it's uh, it's very user friendly. It's easy to to navigate. Um, I'm not a big fan of the accounting. <laughs> I think it's boring all the yeah. stuff. But uh, TripleTex is uh, super user friendly, so uh, I wouldn't change that. No, good. I think it's good. Yeah. So you're using it together with an accountant, right? Yes. You have an accountant to help you with the the whole thing, right? Because I also do that, and I think it's. Um, it's really hard to also navigate all of that yourself because it's also boring and we want to thrive in the things that yes. we think are fun, right? I think that's basics for founders who want to create something is to have the formalities. You really need to have your, you know, have that in order and not yeah. be stressed by it because it drains you and yeah. you need all your energy for the impact you want to create. So, uh, yeah, having triple takes, good systems is the key. Absolutely. Well, well, why has this been so difficult? And you have people on your team right now, or and how have you found found those people? Yeah, so it's it's a lot of coincidences, or I don't know uh, what the universe does, but it's um, it's uh, it's quite. Uh, I mean, what's challenging is that the revenue is limited, right? If you have access to a lot of money, of course, you can pay people more money and then you can um, find other people or so so this is quite complex and i also mm. think being a founder mm. um and visionary and you have this big ambitions um it's difficult for other people to take ownership to that because it's really something that's coming from within mm. it's uh, very heart driven very mm. emotional there's a mm. lot of aspects that it's difficult for people maybe to to 100% relate and and understand so uh and i also think it's the speed the speed of a startup is something for people who are have special interests i mean it's not for most people <laughs> most people are not interested in this kind of lifestyle no because it's it's not a job at all it's 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 something you live every day and mm. and uh, that's for weird people like you and me yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was actually just reflecting upon it the last couple of weeks because yeah i came home from a really really speedy city like new york city mm. and i started reflecting upon you know, that lifestyle is such a hustling way of, of living. You need to hustle every day to, yeah, both sustain your own lifestyle mm -hmm. and have your profits and also make an impact and also make sure that you love what you're doing. Also make sure you're passionate. Also make sure you're present. Also make sure all these kind of things. And this really put a lot of pressure. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, right? So I've started now meditating, taking ice cold baths and doing mm -hmm. breath work. And it really helps me, but it's it's so extreme the things you're doing that you're not you you're you need to work with yourself so much more than maybe a person that goes to work for eight hours every day. Yes, because this is a lifestyle. So yeah. tell us about you know how how do you run your lifestyle? Do you have some hacks and tips and? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I've been through so many. You know, I started actually uh, mental training when I was 11 years old. Wow. Uh, so, and I've read probably most of the books within positive psychology, uh, sports psychology, mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of cognitive techniques and things like that. And I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of great value and tools. 
-hmm. but it's really about getting to know yourself. Yes. Trying to understand why, why do you want to hustle? You know, what, <laughs> why is this important to you? How do you value yourself? What do you, what are you, what are you like searching for? Mm -hmm. What kind of recognition are you after? Why are you doing this? What if you didn't do any of this? What, how valuable would you feel? You know, do you put all your value as a human being in your achievements and, you know, being through all of that? all of these nominees and awards, you know, it, it becomes a bit, it's easy to get self-obsessed, right? It's easy to be, oh, I need to do the good reels. I need to have more followers. I need to, I need to. And it's all about me, you know? And that's not why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think hacks or, or what I've learned is really to understand where am I coming from? Um, what did I what did I need as a child that I didn't get? Mm -hmm. What did I have too much of? What did I have? What didn't I have enough of? Um, uh, and kind of the inner child, right? Kind of mm -hmm. mothering my own inner child, uh, getting a lot of help. I've had coaches and psychologists with me all of these years. I'm also a certified coach myself. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, just continuing this, discovering yourself and why you're doing what you're doing. I think that's like fundamental. Mm -hmm. And then it's also about taking breaks. And like you said, I love the fact, you know, to meditate and also do the uh, uh, cold plunges or the cold bots. And um, it's really about getting out of your head and into your body mm -hmm. and noticing, you know, how am I doing really? Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of high achievers and ambitious people they're used to you know just don't don't really feel how you're doing just go on you know just push it push it push it and that's not healthy at mm. all because <laughs> mm -mm. sooner or later you're going to get into deep trouble so i think uh self-awareness uh building some habits that you know it makes you go from being in your head, in your mind all the time, getting down in your body. Mm -hmm. um, and really also what I said when we started today about taking those timeouts throughout mm -hmm. a day um, between meetings. There's no, if you don't have to rush, don't rush. No, just try to walk a bit slower and mm -hmm. noticing what, how does the clouds look like today? You now just ground yourself. Um, I would say those are my hacks. And of course, the the kind of essence in my concept as well is, of course, social and emotional um, uh, competence, but also pro-social behavior. So I really believe in waking up in the morning, sending someone a positive, encouraging text message, just waking up, thinking about someone and sending them some nice words or a heart or just you know i'm thinking about you good luck for this today getting your mind away from yourself and into what you can uh, be for someone else so mm. and also when you're on the when you're commuting when you're on the bus on the tram underground you know, just a small smile to someone you know, just reflecting something positive to the world out there mm. i think that's super important yeah what Think about the world. What if everyone did this, right? Is everyone thought about what can I do for another person today? Can I smile to this person? Can I make this person happy? 
what if everyone did that that will be great right it would be great yeah and of course i believe in the basics of sleeping eight hours i go to bed every evening at 10. i wake up at six i i do my morning things like just journaling reading uh running uh yoga sometimes and i of course believe in eating food that is food you know real food taking care of your basic health is is really fundamental yeah really fundamental yeah and I'm thinking about your speaking um, because you really, I've noticed now in this podcast, you're really good at expressing your ideas quite <laughs> clearly and uh, you really you. get to me. You make me think uh, the things you're saying because it really resonates with, with me as well. So I think yeah. really, really good. Was this the things you were speaking about when you were a public speaker? And can we like dig into this as you, as a as a speaker? What did you speak about and how did you become this and what's your yeah. best advice for other people trying to go on the big stages and, and have something to say? Well, I I really love public speaking. I I did it last night as well. I did three yesterday. I'm doing it. I'm wow. doing it every week. So it's it's there is something with public speaking to me that creates this unity. And I think that's the fundamentals of why I'm good at it. It's because I, I'm thinking when I'm on stage, I'm a part of this group. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not outside the group. I'm a part of the group, and that's important to have and like have that as your fundamentals when you start. Because if you're outside the group, you're going to disconnect, and we don't want that. We want connection. Connection is number one. So mm -hmm. I'm before i go on stage i really try to almost meditate into what do these people need you know what's what are their hopes their dreams their wishes what are they their everyday struggles yeah so so you have to feel connected to the people and and know that you are just a tool for them it's not about you it's about them mm -hmm. so uh, that's what i've learned and really it's about storytelling because storytelling connects, right? Just give of yourself, uh, find the stories that you relate to and know that there are some very universal human aspects that connects with everyone. So when you go deep, you will meet a lot of people uh, in their emotional you know, uh, repertoire. You will also really move them. So i i always start with a story i end with a story and then i want to give some practical tools or advice just like some bullet points i want to keep my presentation super simple so it never challenges what you're saying you know because people can't read and listen at this uh, simultaneously so that's our some like practical basics um and i i'd also say it takes a lot of practice yeah i've been practicing a lot i've been doing i started um when i started my my business i actually invited everyone i know for a session it, in the city i'm from which is like a town and that was the most scary thing because i thought if i can speak in front of these people who think they know me that's the most challenging audience you can have yeah yeah <laughs> tell me how did it go what did you speak about Oh, that was way back in 2014. Um, well, 
I don't know. But wait, 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 two seconds. So you, you, before you started your company, you said to yourself, I want to become a public speaker. And then you started invent, inviting your friends and then you became a public speaker or how, how did this, like this started yeah. with a vision that you wanted to become a public speaker or did no, you? Actually it's, I, I, I also did public speaking in the consultancy I worked for before. Okay. Uh, so, and I also did public speaking in the work, in the job I had before that. So I've, I've always been speaking <laughs> in front of people. You like to talk. I like to talk. I like to connect, but I, I, I wanted to make a bigger impact. And I knew that to create the impact I wanted to make, I had to be free. I had to be able to make my own strategy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to have like a grand opening uh, so people would know what I'm doing. And I thought if if I had opened the shop, there would be a grand opening. Now I'm opening a universe. I need to invite people. And I also thought I'm just going to jump into the most scary way of speaking because then I will be free after that. And I hardly remember what I spoke about, to be honest. I think I actually have to go back to pictures to remember because my message has definitely developed as well. Um, but I guess it was something about, you know, what do you want from your life? How do you want to live it? What's important to you? What kind of uh, impact would you like to create? Something around that. Mm -hmm probably a mix of like self-development and social impact that's normally where I am yeah so um, that's your message right What what's your message well my message is that everyone matters but we're also a part of something bigger so we can't just rely on self-development we have to create the systems and this and the society we would like to you know live in and be a part of and everything around us besides nature is humanly we have created it and then when we have created systems that makes us stressed like crazy, that makes us depressed and anxious, we have to change the systems. So I'm trying to empower people uh, to believe that their voice is important. Uh, and of course, I have different messages. Sometimes I speak about psycholo psychological safety at work. Um, I, I talk, of course, about empathy, trying to understand yourself and others better. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I work with education, I talk a lot about, you know, the importance of early childhood, the fact that our brains develop more the five first years of our lives than the rest of our lives. Uh, there's a lot about how to create a childhood for life. Mm. So I have several different talks and different angles, but it's all about quality of life and how we can build that together. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, you're also very engaged in children. Right, we know this now, and you have three children yourself. So, what would you say? How would you advise parents or upcoming parents to take care of their children? What is the the best way to to raise a child? Yeah, I think it's a, f a fundamental fundamental change in how we perceive children. That many have been thinking that you're supposed to raise them to become something. And it's like we're creating this product out of our children. And that's just so wrong. <laughs> uh, 
children have everything they need if they get love and some attention from us. If we can be present and try to mirror what they need and help them with that. They don't really need a lot of stuff. They just need to get to play and get to be mirrored by a grown-up. Um, and we also know even the time when the child isn't even born, the time it's growing in the belly, it's super important, the stress level of the mother, right? Also the stress level of the father, actually, because that impacts the mother. So really taking care of the mothers, that's essential. And then we know the two first years and the five first years, that's where almost everything happens and how we believe, how we perceive life the rest of our lives. So I think that businesses and the way we prioritize the first two years with our children, we should kind of say no to almost everything else and just be present. And of course we can have some projects and this and that, but to have this uh, extreme stress about getting back to your career and ju -ju 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 -ju, uh, it's not good for the children. <laughs> so it's uh, it's weird how we're like putting children into the world and then we're trying as fast as possible to get someone else to take care of them. It's weird. I don't understand it. Mm. Strange concept. Especially yeah. knowing that two years for a grown-up, you know, I don't, I don't remember the difference between being 33 or 35 or 37, which I am now. It's not really two years is nothing for us. Mm -mm. But for the child, it's everything. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, it's so powerful. But I also think that to have a child, you should be ready for that, you know, ready for that, not even sacrifice, but maybe a sacrifice if you would like to go on with your career. If your career is more important than your child, I don't think you're ready to have a child. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think and we I think we should talk more about this and actually listen to one another because my intention is not to be like, oh, you're a bad mother for putting your that's not what I'm saying. No, that's like I, the mom cops. Mom yeah, yeah. No, but this is about how we have created our systems, right? Uh -huh. So this is where I think we should create policies that encourage people to take care of their children, you know? Mm -hmm. And and there are opportunities there and also what i'm doing now is I, I want to build something that um already when you are planning to get pregnant or you're trying or you know you're pregnant already that's when it starts yes so to to use those it's not about just prepar uh, preparing for a childbirth it's being a parent you know mm -hmm. the and and even going through your own childhood like what worked well for me what was difficult what was a good par what was a good grown up you know how how do i want to be with this child mm. how can i make sure i'm not on my screen all the time how can i be present what do i need to do well mm. all of these things are super important I, of course there are so many things that are important and you need to tackle them all uh, mm. what has been your biggest challenge then uh, as as a founder um I think it's the sometimes the loneliness in it. Um, yeah, that sometimes I'm thinking, who can I call now who will actually be able to understand how I'm doing? Um, 
in the good and the bad, also in the good, right? When there's great things happening. And actually it's been a bit sad because I had a great coach. Her name was Sue. She, she was from London and she passed away uh, a few years ago. And also one of my best friends passed away this summer. Uh, and they were really great at cheering for me and being with me in the good and the bad. Um, and that's maybe the most challenging. I also think, um, like I said, finding the right team. Um, and also, I'm, I'm doing pretty well there now, but actually believing with all of me what I can achieve. You know, just not, not just, you know, thinking positive or or these affirmations and all of that but really believe that I can do great things mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's something we grow into is mm -hmm. my experience it's something that I grow also from all the difficulties when I see that you know I'm not a person who gives up I can give up on that certain strategy but I'm never going to give up on my main impact that's too mm. important. Mm. So I'm, I think the challenge is that you don't want to give up, but you have to be extremely flexible and mm. you have to be able to make changes super fast because mm. you don't have three months. You might have to do that change within three days. Mm. And, and that requires a brain that, you know, is able mm. to adapt. Mm. Yeah. Being able to also trust the process and, and trust yourself uh, along the way. Absolutely. You, uh, this is the second time, actually, this happens in a podcast recording <laughs> because I think this happens when I meet uh, people that are really similar to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have a lot of the same cha challenges as me with the loneliness, which mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about lately. Mm -hmm. And also in New York, I felt completely <sighs> alone in the world. And I just have thought, how can I how can I change this for myself? Mm. So I am also a coach and I've right now I've coached uh, over 10 amazing women. Yes. And now I start to have a community with them. Mm. So I've all invited them to this Facebook group and we're all sharing them. So I'm calling them business Henrietta's power women. Yes. And, <laughs> and they all know me, but they don't know each other, but yeah. they've all been through my coaching program. Mm. So I thought, what if I introduce them mm. to them? And they can be also my team and my cheerleader gang. Yes. So I started this yesterday. So this was why I almost started crying now when you Aww. said about this loneliness, because yeah. it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Thank and you for sharing this so openly <laughs> and honest, because there's not a lot of people who, who dare to share that. So oh, really? Honest. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think it's it's also what we know from leadership, you know, that it's quite lonely on the top. And and it it requires this being able to give oneself the energy, the feedback, all of these things. And and what has happened now is that I found what I think will be my my impact partner for a long time. And and it's just the biggest game changer in years for me. Um, so that's why I've been this morning. I've just been so extremely grateful, both that all the children are doing well. That's, of course, number one for me, mm -hmm. uh, that I'm healthy and that now I found something that uh, I'm almost going to cry because it showed his network and and who he is and what he has achieved and what he knows. And the fact that we are such a great partners for each other 
it just gives me this new motivation that this will actually happen. You know, my yeah. dreams and my visions, it's going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm just full of awe for that because it's, um, I, I told myself and I, I've said it to other people as well that I wouldn't change with anyone. You know, there's not a single person. Maybe when I grew up, I wanted to be Oprah and then I wanted <laughs> to be Michelle Obama. And <laughs> but I, I I'm just amazed by this journey, really. Mm. Yeah. You just want to be yourself because you've learned so much about yourself. Yes. And I'm so curious about what will come, you know, what's around mm. the next corner. It's yeah. It's staying, you know, vital in this process and remembering that, yeah, there's a lot of challenges, but there's also so many blessings and, and my life is so interesting. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> and I'm sure your life is too. And I, and I think, you know, it's something about risk and reward. And when we're able to, to put ourselves out there, we will also, yeah, just experience great, great things. Exactly. It's yeah. about starting that vision and that mission and take the first step out there. Yes. Take the step outside of the rat race and mm -hmm. actually see what you are possible and capable of doing. Yes. And uh, that, that is great. It what is do you invest in yourself? Now you're invested in this new person that's going to come along in your team. Yeah, so now, what? now we, we are as a nonprofit, we, and we just ch made these changes before the summer. So just a few months ago. Um, so now we're looking for the right funding partners, right? So, um, so I'm really investing in that I'm investing in, in childhood for life. That's what I want to, to bring to the world, mm -hmm. uh, a tool that all the, the team around children can use mm -hmm. and that, yeah, that we have ambitions for our children in the same way that we have ambitions about going to Mars and going to, you know, AI and all this technology developing, which is just mind blowing. But I want to be ambitious for our children because that's our future. And if we are not able to give our children what they need, we will never meet the sustainability goals or anything else because we need humans who are empowered. Mm -hmm. We need humans who are happy. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't mean this uh, superficial happiness of going around and thinking positively. I'm, I'm talking about this fundamental quality of life. You know, we, we need to invest in our children. If we mm -hmm. don't do that, everything else will fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So that's what I'm investing in. A hundred percent. It's for a healthy <laughs> foundation. And I think this episode has made... Also, our listeners, maybe you asked a lot of good questions there. So maybe if people will go back and think about why are you actually here? Why are you doing the things you're doing and start mm -hmm. questioning that? Or if you cannot do it by yourself, go go get yourself a coach because that yeah. actually can be life-changing. And I think both me and you, CD, know, know this and mm -hmm. we know the impact of this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you the last question, which is the one I always ask my guests. And mm -hmm. that is... I kind of know your answer already, but hmm. let's go. Uh, if you got five million kroners right now, what would you do with them? Yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> yes, you already know the answer to that. Uh, I would invest them all in in this um, in the nonprofit in uh, 
in uh, creating this tool that will create community, that will create a common understanding about what humans need. Uh, we have often said that children come without a handbook or without a manual, user manual. That's not true. You know, mm -hmm. we have so much science on the brain development, so much proofs about what we human needs mm -hmm. uh, what we need. So, so I really believe in this solution and, uh, and, and I would like to put and invest money into creating better systems uh, because when people are in environments that are functioning well, uh, we thrive. So mm -hmm. uh, it's really about uh, developing us and not only ourselves and yes. the self-development. Yeah, 100%. Siri, thank you so much for joining in on Business Talk. I've waited a long time for having you, <laughs> but we are busy people. And yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with you. And, and you, you thank you so much for inviting me. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. You too. <laughs> See you in the next episode. Bye.